Good morning. I'll get my glasses on here. My name's Larry Olson. My wife Sue and I live about seven or eight miles northwest of here from the church. We've been richly blessed with four children and 12 grandchildren. One of our children, Emily, and our five grandchildren here today. It's such a blessing to have them home. I'm thankful today for the many blessings God has given, the love of family, the love of farming and friendships through the years. But the greatest blessing happened to me 41 years ago, this fall. Sue and I were looking for a church with a better children's ministry than the small church we were attending at the time. I thought it was only for our children that we needed to, a new church, but God knew I needed a change of heart. That fall, God's word came alive in my heart. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 suddenly came alive to me. But God, don't you love that word in the Bible, but God? But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Wow, made alive with Christ. I would have called Jesus Savior, but not Lord of my life. That all changed in the fall of 1982. That faith journey started then, but continues on to this day. During the journey, I've been blessed with several godly mentors here at Richland. Early on, after a Wednesday night prayer and Bible study, I said to one of those mentors of mine, I'm struggling to grasp all that God has for me in Christ. And she gently put her hand on mine and said, Larry, you will never get everything of God this side of heaven. Keep praying and seeking God's revealed word. Soon after, verses like Philippians 1.4, he will begin a good work and you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. And 1 Corinthians 13, 12. Now I see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. And so many more pointing me to the lifetime of a lifetime of pursuing God and trusting in his faithfulness. So today I'm thankful God chose this church and its many faithful people, both you today and those who've gone on before us to share in this journey of faith, hope, and love of Jesus Christ. And as I look back over those 41 years of God's redeeming truth and love, I'm so thankful that God has walked with me every step of the way, both in the days of sunshine and the days of difficulty. So I'm encouraged today by what Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on towards the goal of the upward call of Christ Jesus. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Tanya Syme, and my family and I live just about a mile and a half down the road from the church, so we're pretty close. And um, we've been attending Richland for about two and a half years now. And when Pastor Jason asked me to share about how God has been faithful to me in my life, I was instantly flooded with millions of stories and ideas and examples because God has been really very, very good to me. And it was fun to sort through them all. And I came up with my three favorites that I want to share with you this morning. So the first way that God has been excuse me, unbelievably gracious to me, is through the gift of my salvation. 
And I hope this morning that that doesn't sound commonplace or cliche to say, because it's not at all. The raw and honest truth is that I desperately need Jesus every second of my life. And when he died for me, he didn't just save me from my sins, he saved me from myself. I am a recovering perfectionist. And as a perfectionist, I constantly beat myself up because I don't measure up, I'm not good enough, I set unrealistic goals for that perfection, and when I don't meet it, I come tumbling down in despair. And he saved me from that. His blood washes away my imperfections, and I can rest in his perfection and just focus on being his child. And I am forever thankful for that, because every time I remember it, a weight is lifted from my shoulders. And the second way that God has shown his faithfulness in my life is through giving me the most incredible family someone could ever have. And I believe God chooses your family members for you. And I think that he chooses people that will grow you, challenge you, lift you up, encourage you. And my family does all of that for me. But that's not even where God stopped with that blessing. In true God fashion, he layered grace upon grace. And this year, he allowed me to teach in a school with my family, with my three favorite people. I get to drive there every day with them. I get to teach alongside my husband, Ryan. I get to have my kids, Chloe and Simeon, in my classes. I get to see them in the hallway for a hug or a high five. And I got to tell you, it doesn't get any better than that, the sight of heaven. It just really does not. And so I'm overwhelmed by his kindness. And the third way that God has shown his faithfulness to me is through a lesson he keeps teaching me and has been teaching me for my entire life. And that lesson is the secret of contentment in every situation. And he has taught me to just shift my focus, sometimes slightly, sometimes monumentally. And if I shift my focus, I can always find something to praise him for. And um, it reminded me of my favorite passage in the Bible, Philippians 4, verses 12 and 13. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then when I was reading that passage yesterday, it hit me in the face that the three things I chose to share with you represent a cycle for me, that my salvation allows me to ask for his strength, and then my family surrounds me and encourages me and reminds me that I have his strength. And that reminds me to focus on the things I can give thanks for. And this cycle is a cycle of gratitude and renewal and refreshment for me. And I pray that same cycle upon you this holiday season. So happy Thanksgiving. Good morning. My name is Sharon Tanner. And my husband is Kevin Tanner, and we're from Falkton, but we love coming to Richland. It's a little bit of a drive, but it's wonderful. We started coming to Richland during COVID, and we loved that you could sing during the worship service. Isn't it wonderful? It brought us to, to Richland, and we also loved how you loved Jesus. You were very kind to us, and you loved Jesus, and you love his word. But I trust in the Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Pastor Jason, you gave that verse to the graduates in 2020. 
I'm 75 years old now, and I took that verse as my life verse. Thank you. And I used that verse to write a Thanksgiving prayer. So I'll read my prayer to you. Lord, I trust in you. I say you are my God. I am thankful that my times were in your hand when you looked down on me as a confused little girl growing up in Falkton. I wondered if I was good enough to get to heaven, if I could just tip the scales and be better than most people. Would that be enough? You are so patient with me. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when I was 16 years old, and you brought a friend into my life who asked me, when did you become a Christian, Sharon? I stuttered, but your spirit had me hooked. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when a few days later, you prompted another friend to share a gospel tract with me. She had just become a Christian. You taught me that though I was a sinner, Jesus took the punishment for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I then prayed the sinner's prayer offered at the end of the tract. Lord, I am thankful that our times were in your hand when Kevin and I graduated from Falkton High School. I went to college as a naive new Christian, not even knowing I was supposed to read the Bible. Kevin went to Chicago. Unbeknownst to me, he began to pray daily for my spiritual growth. Over the next two and a half years, we had absolutely no contact with each other. All he could do was pray for me. Lord, I am thankful that my hands were in your hand when at college, you immediately brought me into contact with a a strange Christian group called the Navigators. I remembered how my heart burned. Romans 8, 16 became alive. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Lord, you taught me in your word how to have an intimate relationship with you. Lord, I am still amazed how you used those college years to intensely prepare me for life. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when Kevin and I rekindled a relationship toward the end of my college years. What a joy to learn he had been praying for me and that he had been answering Kevin's prayer by God growing me. Now we could enjoy a Christ-centered life together. Thank you, Lord, for 54 years of marriage. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when our infant daughter was killed in a car accident. When, as we drove home from the hospital with empty arms, you played a comforting song on the radio about a little girl in the arms of Jesus. You know, Lord, that we have never heard that song before or after, but at that needy moment, our times were in your hand. Then you prompted us to buy, with our baby's memorial money, Gideon Bibles, Lord, I am thankful that our times were in your hand when you woke me up at 1 a.m. beside my mother's hospital bed as she was gasping for air. Mom said 
Sharon, I know I'm not going to make it. This was a Jesus moment. Lord, I had been praying for my mom's salvation for 40 years. So I said, Mom, are you going to heaven? She answered, I, I hope so, because I have been good. Mom, I used to think the same thing. May I share a scripture with you that helped me? And she nodded. Oh, Lord, you know, I left my Bible in the car that night, but I looked and there was a Gideon Bible right beside us. Now I know why you prompted us to buy those Bibles with Sonia's memorial money. So I opened Sonia's memorial Bible, the Gideon Bible, and read Romans 10 to my mom. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Lord, you then touched my mother's heart to pray the sinner's prayer. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when a couple of days after mom became a Christian, I heard her say her last earthly words. I had quietly entered her hospital room and her back was turned to me. Mom was talking to a nurse's aide and all I heard her say was, because I believe. Those words, because I believe, are now carved on her tombstone. Lord, I am thankful that my times were in your hand when you gave us the opportunity to raise four sons, Perry, Jared, Ryan, and Michael. They asked me a few minutes ago, Lord, who is my favorite son? Lord, they're all my favorites. I am thankful that each son trusts you as their God and acknowledges their times are in your hand. I am thankful that my times were in your hand when you laid it on the heart of our son, Jared, and his wife, Adrienne, to, to leave military life and to move here to South Dakota with their five children. What a joy, Lord. They're going to be with us Christmas week for their first week in South Dakota. And, Lord, I am thankful. My times are when you're in your hand when you brought us to Richland, to a group of believers in the middle of everywhere who believe in the inspired word, who encouraged and supported me during my recent journey with cancer. Yes, Lord, Richland's people are the hands and feet of Jesus. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hello. For those who don't know me, my name is Zachary Bowser. I am 18 years old and have attended Richland Church for about 14 years. As many of you may know, I was known as that kid as a portion of my early life. I frequently got into trouble, mistreated many small amphibians, and had convinced my mom that I would grow up to be a murderous psychopath. <laughs> However, by God's grace, I turned it all right, and I even came to accept Christ. My life has been filled with many interesting occurrences, but today I would like to talk about one incident that has had a profound impact on my walk with God. 
This June, I, at I attended Byron Bible Camp, a campsite located north of Huron. While there, I was surrounded by an amazing staff that encouraged me to strengthen my faith and who worked hard to help everyone have an enjoyable experience. However, I also came across a camper who claimed to be a Christian, but who be had beliefs that were contrary to Christianity. Naturally, I tried to reason against this person's views, but I was surprised to find that they had logical arguments that supported their view. I, less, I honestly left this conversation frustrated, discouraged, and distraught. Questions swirled through my mind. Why had I failed to defend my beliefs? How had they so easily succeeded in undermining what I had been taught? Were they right? Was I wrong? Can I trust what I believe? In short, I, a confessing Christian for 14 years, have been reduced to the point of questioning the basic principles of my belief. I came home searching for answers. Fortunately, God had given me two parents who helped direct me in the right, uh, who helped point me in the right direction. They answered my most pressing questions, and with that calmed my mind enough to help me start searching for information. After a while, I picked up my copy of Cold Case Christianity, which I recalled gave arguments for the Christian faith. This was my first dive into the field of apologetics, which is the religious discipline of giving arguments for and defending one's faith. As I kept reading, my thirst for knowledge grew, and eventually, so did my resources. I quickly stumbled upon Tactics by Greg Kokel, this podcast Stand to Reason, as well as the Cold Case Christianity podcast. Finally, after months of reading books and listening to many podcasts, I attended a 12-day student worldview conference at Summit Ministries in Colorado, where I learned a lot about apologetics, worldview, and the reliability of Christianity and the Bible. These past few months have certainly been the most difficult that I can remember in terms of trusting in and living out my faith. God has used this trial of my doubts to help refine my faith and strengthen it so I can survive more arduous, uh, arduous trials in the future. Through this ordeal, I have learned that God is real even in the midst of our doubts, and he has used these, my, these circumstances to draw me closer to him. And also, I am not alone, left on my own to figure this out. God has given me multiple sources to help answer any of my questions, including his word, multiple books, lots of podcasts, thousands of articles, and even a great community of fellow believers. I need only to look for answers. As it says in Matthew 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Though and the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Thank you. Hi, my name is Levi Dinger. Uh, my wife is Alyssa. We have a daughter named Althea. Uh, the old guy who runs the soundboard is my father-in-law. 
Uh, I've been going to Richmond for about three years, but my wife grew up in this church. Uh, Pastor Jason asked me about two weeks ago if I'd get up here and share what I was thankful for. And the first things that came to mind were the obvious ones. I'm, health, I'm happy for a healthy daughter and a beautiful wife that after six years of marriage still laughs at some of my jokes. After I wrote that, she reminded me we've been married for seven years. Oops. I'm thankful to be a dad, and I'm thankful for the challenges that brings. I'm thankful that God brought us back to South Dakota after seven years of living elsewhere. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized how thankful I am for this church and this congregation. I've moved around a lot, and I've been in a lot of different churches, different denominations, and different sizes, and not all of them are like our church here. Not all of them throw baby showers for the women in our church who are having a baby, or have pastors who text you to let you know they're praying for you and want to know if there's anything specific that you need prayer for, or send buses out on Wednesday nights to pick up kids who otherwise probably won't be able to make it, or do VBS like we do, you know, where we do it during the week instead of a couple hours at night. And all that is possible because of people in this congregation who volunteer their time. I am very thankful for the people that God has put in this church. <laughs> Hello and good morning. My name is Holly Anderson. I'm the daughter of Jeremiah and Don Anderson. I have three, three younger siblings, Kirsten, Cash, and Verity. Richland has been my church ever since I was born. I was raised in the faith and in the church. I grew up attending Sunday school, Wednesday night classes, BBS, church camps, and youth group. I've helped at BBS. Um, I've went on a mission trip to Hong Kong in, in 2019. I've recently held summer study for my friends and me. One prominent thing I'm thankful for lately was the calling to be baptized. Baptism is defined as a public declaration. Oh my goodness! Public declaring of one's dedication to follow Jesus, symbolizing the old is gone and the new is here. I'm far from perfect, and I will make mistakes in life, but I'm made new through Him. There was no aha moment, but instead a gentle come about. As I started to make my own choice to read scripture, pray consistently, do devotionals, and surround myself with godly people, after not being in the at-home routine, something was growing in me, and I still had to figure out what it was. It was the burning passion for the Lord that was about to take off. I know that there will be days where my flame doesn't burn as bright, but that's when I need to lean on him. As most of you know, I'm a college student in Wapton at, at Wapton, North Dakota at NDSCS for dental hygiene. With being out of state and away from home, I'm not surrounded by a ton of people who are strong in their faith or even believe in one. To be even more honest, it is extremely hard to stay rooted in my own faith while being surrounded by temptations that aren't presented to me here at home, but I'm grateful that God has brought people into my, into my life who've held me accountable. That is why I made the decision to get baptized, because when I moved away, not being in a place where on Saturday night we knew we would leave the house for, leave the house for church in the morning, more than likely late, I knew that I needed something true and real in my life, a Savior that cares about me and wants to see my best self come about. God working in me was a process, and it still is, but I've come to know Jesus over time. I know that this is a lifelong commitment I know that I will have to work persistently and diligently for the rest of my life to consciously choose my faith and follow Jesus. Because of this, I'm thankful. Thankful for how far I've come and the forgiveness granted with following Christ, 
The bad days where I know I can lean on him. The good days that make me appreciate how far he's brought me. The opportunities that are being presented to me daily. Having family, friends, and a good support system where I can freely talk about my faith and not feel ashamed. Being in a place where others can come to me with questions or even have discussions about their faith. And most importantly, I'm thankful for Jesus and the love of the Lord. Thankful that he sent his only son to die on the cross and take our sins so we can have eternal life with the Lord in heaven. In Colossians 3.15 it reads, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Thank you. Good morning, Richland. For those of you that I've not yet met, a brief introduction, and for everyone else, a review. Uh, my name is Mike Bowser. I'm 46 years old and have lived in Aberdeen since 1996. I graduated from Northern in 2001 and graduated again in 2012. For those of you in college or thinking about it, I do not recommend following in my footsteps. A more direct route is considerably cheaper. I've since paid the bills working as a medical laboratory scientist, but I consider my real job to be the work I've done with Rebecca these past 20 years to build a life together and raise our kids, Zachary, who's 18, and Emma right behind him at 16. 14 of those years have been here at Richland. This morning, rather than recount the things that I'm thankful for, my hope is to point out a blessing that is available to all of us, though it might be hiding in plain sight. Most Sundays, you'll see me in my little perch back up here with the worship team. One of the benefits that comes with this is that I see all of your faces, uh, week in and week out. And even though I might yet not know everyone's name, I do know most everyone's face. And despite our differences, we are all part of the same body of Christ. This is pretty cool all by itself but it began to take on new meaning when I started to serve as an elder. I didn't know this going in, but I quickly learned that the largest portion of our elder meetings are spent talking about and praying for the needs and struggles of the body. Weighty things like sickness, death, spiritual darkness, divorce, family life, strife, addictions, depression, conflict, you name it, there's a lot. Of course, I always knew that these were present. Sin is real, and the curse affects everything. But it was suddenly personal in a way that genuinely surprised me. Another part of this is how it changed the way that I look at you during worship. Looking around and seeing all of you sing, <laughs> despite your struggles, uh, has been an incredible source of encouragement. If you're anything like me, giving thanks when things are hard is hard. If I'm honest, I fail at this more than I succeed. But then I hear Paul's admonition in Ephesians 5. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine. That is debauchery. But 
be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I don't think that it's a mistake that Paul ties together addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with giving thanks always and for everything. It's almost as if he knew that in some ways it would be easier for us to express the hope of the gospel to each other through song, regardless of what we're feeling or struggling with, and how encouraging it could be. So, why do we sing? We sing first because God is good. He, is, he alone is worthy of our praise, and we have much to be thankful for. Secondly, we sing because our brothers and sisters in Christ may be encouraged and blessed by it. I certainly have, and, and I'm thankful for it and for you. And I'm so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you're planning to stay and join us for lunch together today. And I hope that as you stand in line, as you sit at the table together with others today, that it might be normal for you to ask, how are you grateful? How is God at work in your life? And for us to normalize today, declaring our gratefulness and our thankfulness to him. Our benediction comes from Colossians chapter 3. Let this be a blessing over you. Let it be the prayer for our food today as we celebrate together. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thank you for coming.